1059 The Region, in partnership with REMAX Prime Properties, present On the Market, real estate advice that works for you. Have a real estate question? Call us at 416-335-1059. Tweet us at 1059 The Region or email us at info at 1059theregion.com. This is 105.9 The Region. I'm Tina Cortez with On The Market, York Region's exclusive radio real estate show. Our expert from Remax Prime Properties is Asif Khan. Good morning, Asif. Good morning, Tina. Now, you have today's first guest, and mortgages continues to be the hot topic in real estate, Asif. It sure does, and joining us to discuss is Colin Mason from the Mortgage Domain. Colin, welcome back to On The Market. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's uh, from a real estate perspective, it's getting pretty crazy out there. Tell our listeners a little bit about what you're seeing from your end. Yeah, it's definitely picked up uh, quite a bit since the last time uh, we uh, had the show, and definitely, uh, you know, a lot of people are out uh, looking, and we're getting the calls are starting to come in. So we're getting the feeling from people that. Uh, you know, maybe the worst is behind us and they want to kind of get a, a little bit of a jump start on the market uh, before it starts to heat up because I think a lot of people are expecting that uh, when rates do start to come down consistently and uh, the market's going to pick up to the point where prices are going to continue to go up, they want to get a good deal. So, And Colin, do you think that the worst is behind us? Uh, I think... I think for the most part, I think we're safe to assume that based on the dialogue uh, and, and the way that the information is coming through, uh, definitely uh, from above. So I think that uh, uh, I, I think I personally feel that we're, we're the worst is behind us. So I think I think we've sort of pegged July as the uh, as the time where we may start to see some movement in, in the rates. But I don't think it's so much about the rates dropping as it is about them stopping the increases. I think that's maybe a little bit more. I don't think, obviously, some people are banking on the, the rates dropping, which is going to be obviously very important and beneficial to a lot of people. But I think it was more, when is, when is it going to stop? When are the rates going to stop going up higher? And then I think that's why you're starting to see some of those people um, starting to enter into the market. And Tom, when clients are calling you, there's probably a lot of questions about, do they go with a fixed term, maybe a shorter term? Are they looking at variable now? There's a lot of chatter with the BOC possibly decreasing rates by summertime or maybe even later in the year. What are you advising clients right now as to what their best move would be? Well, as usual, the, I, my answer is going to be, you know, obviously it has to be what's best for the client. Uh, variable rate is, uh, is quite attractive to people now who are looking, like you said, forward to projected um, rate declines. Um, obviously, a variable rate is going to be immediately affected by any decisions by the Bank of Canada to lower rates. So that is a strategy if and then of course as they see those those drops they're going to see that their interest rates dropping over the course of their mortgage and that's going to result in lower mortgage payments and so on and so forth so that's uh, i think a a strategy that a lot of people are are taking but then 
um, you know, there's people that are, are a little bit more comfortable in just taking something that they know that they can afford without taking that gamble of what, what is uh, the decision going to be? Are they going to even drop rates? Some people are still skeptical as to whether or not that's going to be the case. One thing that we've talked about, I know, several times as well, is that uh, some people uh, are they're having to take a five-year term because the rates are lower on a five-year than they are for the shorter terms in the variable. So even though they may want a, a variable or to take a look at some other terms, that just reduces the amount of the mortgage that they qualify for, and obviously that reduces their borrowing power their, and the ability to buy, um, you know, their purchasing power is reduced as well. So some people are saying, well, I'd like a variable or a shorter term to kind of play the rate game, but that's going to knock me out of, you know, my, uh, I might lose $50,000 worth of purchasing power and I need every cent I can get. So, so we're seeing a little bit of a mixed bag, really. And speaking of the, the weight game, what, what advice do you have for those who are dealing with or facing up to a mortgage renewal? What would you tell them to do? Well, I'm, I'm a little more positive about the renewal uh, forecast than a lot of uh, others have been. I, think, I don't think it's going to be as dire of a situation because back when rates were lower and people were getting, uh, you know, and the mortgages are coming up for renewal now, they, they weren't at the rock bottom interest rates. And we also had the stress test in, in play. So as long as people, and I think we mentioned this maybe on our last call, as long as people didn't uh, y- utilize a lot of their surplus cash and they were you know, fiscally responsible, you may not see so many, you might not see that collateral damage that everybody's sort of anticipating. And of course, people have a lot of equity in their homes. So um, you know, if their income's gone up, uh, there, there's other ways to... Um, solve that problem from a renewal perspective. So the renewals that we're getting, people seem to be pretty level-headed, and uh, there hasn't been, uh, from my perspective anyway, I haven't seen any clients really too fearful about, um, you know, their, their renewal prospects coming up. So, With the uh, recent announcement by a couple of banks that they're raising their fixed rates, and just the way the market has started 2024, just absolutely on fire. Do you think the BOC is going to be looking at this and saying, hey, we may take a little bit longer to decrease or we may need another increase? How do you see the BOC announcement playing out? Well, I think it's, it's leveraged more on the overall economic forecast for uh, for Canada, so I, I think that you know it might be a point of interest to take into consideration. But the fact that the banks, certain banks are increasing their interest rates, that you, you're going to see ups and downs within the overall. If you look, stand back and look at the chart, if the chart's you know on its way up or on its way down, um, when you kind of get, when you look closer at a, a shorter period of time, you're going to see rate increases and decreases. Like fixed rates have dropped. Uh, over the last three weeks to, to three to six weeks, uh, fixed rates have dropped. So, you know, the fact that they've gone, there, there are a couple of banks that are coming back up, their, their rates are coming back up. It could be an adjustment. Uh, again, it's leveraged on the bond market. So there's a, a lot of different factors that are indicating why uh, you might start to see some blips of, of interest rate increases 
and and then you know then they'll start dropping down again. But the overall trend, I believe, is still going to be uh, downward. But I think nothing too significant is going to happen until the Bank of Canada starts making their decision as to when they're going to lower interest rates. Um, that'll obviously have a significant impact on what the fixed rates do. So, um, I, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure uh, whether or not the Bank of Canada is it's, uh, considering the individual short-term movements of interest, fixed interest rates in their consideration. The only thing I would say would have some potential impact is uh, as the housing market heats up, interest, sorry, uh, purchase prices start to go up, and that is a concern for people because, you know, interest rates is only a contributing factor to why home ownership is out of reach for so many people. It's, it's not just the interest rates because if you look back, you don't have to go too far back. Your interest rates were around this. It wasn't that uh, long ago that interest rates were in and around what they are today. So um, I think the purchase prices are the bigger factor that, and the lack of inventory that people are running into combined with the interest rate. We've often heard on this show that OSIF encourages our listeners to get off the fence and get into the market. Colin, what advice do you have for those who are getting off that fence and want to get into the market, purchase a property? What do they do before they start shopping around for a mortgage? Yeah, I think the the important thing is to be prepared because this market is uh, it 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 is uh, doggy dog so to speak, and it's very much going to become more like that as time goes on. So know uh, know what your credit score is. Make sure that uh, you're, you're pre-approved. Understand uh, what your your limitations are in terms of affordability. Like it's one thing to be approved for a mortgage, but you know, are you okay with, with the mortgage payment? The fact that the bank might say that they're okay with the mor- with you making a mortgage payment of, say, $3,000 a month, are, are you okay with that? So I think do, doing your homework, obviously talking to your trusted mortgage professional, whoever that may be, um, make sure that you're getting a good advice. And also check, don't necessarily uh, take the first piece of advice, do a little bit of homework, um, and, and research and find out because, you know, sometimes there are uh, opinions out there that are factored into advice that's given and it may not be the best. So, but most importantly, know what you can afford. Work within your comfort zone. That's the most important thing. And one more thing that I'm going to ask you about, Colin, is there's a lot of models out there where people can apply online and they get this false sense of security that they're approved for a certain amount. Now, that could be higher or lower in real life. What's the advantage of going to a real person and having them vet that pre-approval versus these automated systems that are out there? Well, the automated systems are good as an indicator to give you an idea as to, you know, what you, what you kind of, what the payment would be and, and that type of thing. But what we're finding now more than ever is that mortgages are more complicated. Everything's got working parts that need to be discussed and figured out. Um, and what we do is talking to the bank, particularly talking to the lenders and understanding how to, structure your loan to the bank is very, very important. And you just can't really do that over, uh, it's very rare that you're going to be able to do that over 
you know, some online applications. So at some point, uh, you're, you're, you're better off speaking to somebody that understands. Like one of the things, you know, when I first started at lending, you know, all of the very important things that you need to, to know from a mechanical perspective. But one of the things is, is know your client. Like understand who are you talking about? What is the character of the client that you're, you're dealing with? You know, what are their circumstances, their critical issues? And these are the types of things that if, if I understand that as your mortgage professional and I can, I'm going to bat for you with a lender uh, to ask them to make an exception perhaps or, you know, to work with your particular deal so we can get it approved, that's where you can't really do that online. So I think that's one thing about the mortgage industry that it, it, you can only do so much online. Con, great advice as always. Thanks so much for joining us, and we look forward to getting an update closer to the BOC deadline. Great. Well, thanks for having me again, and uh, we'll talk soon. After the break, Canadians spending less to afford rent and mortgage payments. This is On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Stay with us. Need to connect with Asif Khan from Remax Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca. Now, back to On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to On the Market, York Region's radio real estate show. Over to my co-host and our real estate expert, Asif Khan from Remax Prime Properties, with today's next guest, Asif. Tina, joining us next is Ringo So, Managing Partner of 360 Lending. Ringo, welcome to On The Market. Thank you so much for having me. Ringo, uh, a few days ago we celebrated Valentine's Day and the headlines in your report read, Cash is Cancelling Cupid. Tell us a little bit about this report. Well, we put up a survey to about a thousand Canadians of all different age groups and really found that a lot of Canadians are cutting out things that give them joy uh, in order for them to afford their mortgage or rent payments. And part of that would be their uh, Valentine's Day celebrations and uh, essentially what they would spend on their loved ones. And take us through then the rest of the findings. What else have Canadians had to do to afford their mortgage? Uh, about 24% of Canadians are saying that they're currently not traveling and don't have any travel plans in the near future. About 17% of them are saying that they ne never go out anymore, and about 11% of them are canceling their streaming services so that they can't even Netflix and chill. Um, and about 7% of them are actually living on craft dinner. So it's, uh, it's having a pretty big impact on Canadians' uh, you know, general quality of life. And a lot of people are saying that love has been put on the rocks right now. Tell us a little bit about those numbers of how many Canadians said that higher mortgage payments and higher rent payments are affecting their love life. Yes, about 35% of Canadians said that uh, mortgage and rent payments have negatively affected their love life in the past 12 months. About 14% of them have said maybe. So a combined total of 49% of Canadians have said that their, essentially their living costs have negatively affected their love life in the past 12 months. Were you surprised by the results? We were pretty surprised. We knew that things were getting bad uh, because we get a lot of refinancing applications that come in 
And we see that Canadians have their disposable, in, disposable income kind of being whittled away by their mortgage payments. Uh, but we didn't know that it was this dire. And, and Ringo, when you did this report, uh, was it pretty clear that, you know, the stress from all of these payments is taking a toll on, on people's psyche with, re, with respect to relationships? And what was the general feel amongst all of the Canadians that were surveyed? Absolutely. Um, we talk to clients, you know, every single day, and especially married clients or clients who are in a committed relationship. And finances can be a very stressful thing, especially if you're in a committed relationship and the money is just not working out. It starts to cut into, you know, things like taking uh, your significant other out to dinners and also, you know, to, to just general, uh, you know, things that give you joy. So we definitely hear it from our, our uh, clients all the time. And, you know, this, while this might be a pretty lighthearted look at things, but a lot of people are actually suffering. So obviously the cost of higher mortgage rates is having an impact. But in reality, what options do Canadians have? Are there other options out there for them? That's a fantastic question. Um, I would say if you like the person that you're married to, definitely go speak to a mortgage professional because this is now the time to make sure that your finances are in good standing, that there's nothing out there that, uh, you know, that's being missed. So we like to create options for our clients. We like to take a look at their finances, see if they have credit card debts that they could pay out and make sure that we can save them, you know, essentially cash that they would otherwise be paying in perpetuity, essentially, to these credit card companies. Uh, most of our clients, we're able to save them up to 50% on their monthly interest payments. So that's a pretty good chunk. Um, you know, if you owe about $50,000 of credit card debts, you know, you're spending about 1500 bucks a month in just servicing these debts, and we're able to cut that in half, and that's going to really improve their quality of life. And with the way that prices have been appreciating throughout the GTA, are you seeing more applications come through as couples rather than individual purchasers lately? Absolutely. We actually see a lot of, uh, you know, combined applications, meaning even with their family members, uh, you know, sometimes with their cousins or family friends even, whatever it is to make the application work. Um, a lot of times, you know, in previous years, you know, a, a, a household can usually get by with uh, two income. Sometimes now they have to ask for additional guarantor just to make the refinancing work in their favor. So we're definitely seeing a lot of applications with additional, you know, income sources coming in by, at, by the way of adding a guarantor onto the application. And Ringo, just before we wrap things up, tell us a little bit about 360 Lending and the services that you provide. I love that question. So 360 Lending, uh, we are a mortgage brokerage based out of Richmond Hill. Uh, we are BBB accredited, and we also have about 2,000 re uh, five-star reviews online. What we really focus on is mortgage refinancing, especially creating options for clients who are, for example, in self-employed or if they're in a difficult situation. Uh, what we really do, about 80% of our clients like to come to us for debt consolidation. Like I mentioned earlier, uh, we're usually able to save them up to 50% on their interest payments and help them rebuild their credit within two to three months. So what we're really looking to do is really help them improve their quality of life and try to 
uh, help them make better decisions in general. Ringo, thanks for, so much for the information. Great report. And we look forward to having you on again with your next report. Thank you so much for having me, guys. Really enjoyed this. When we come back, your real estate questions. This is On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Stay with us. Need to connect with Asif Khan from REMAX Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca. Now, back to On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to On the Market. Your questions for Asif Khan are next, and we begin with Nancy in Richmond Hill. Asif, we've heard this one before, but it's worth repeating. What steps can Nancy take now to make sure her property shows well and is ready to hit the market in the spring? Nancy, what you want to do is you want to make sure the power areas, and by power areas I mean when people first come up to your driveway, uh, the curb appeal. You want to start making sure... Now that the snow is almost gone, you, you want to make sure that uh, all of the, the walkways, the doors, the screen doors are all clean, the windows are clean, and inviting for them to enter into your house. And then you want to make sure the foyer is freshly painted or cleaned up. And as they move through the house, make sure it's decluttered, depersonalized, and it's inviting for them. There's a lot of space to move around, might be moving some furniture around, maybe bringing in smaller furniture just from staging. So there's a lot that uh, we can point out once we take a, a walk through your house with you, and any realtor would love to do that. So you talk about decluttering a great deal. Where do you put all your stuff to hide it away? Now, that depends. A lot of people will put it in their garage. Right now, they're renting storage units. You can get a deal on a month or two for a storage unit. That should allow you enough time to be able to sell. A lot of people are even using pods because they'll come and take the stuff away. And when your home is ready where you've purchased, they'll deliver it over there. It's a little bit more expensive, but another option for sure. What about those who are reluctant to paint to make those renovations to a kitchen or bathroom or those power areas that you talk about because they say you know what the new owners are just going to come in and do their own thing why do i need to make an investment now you want to make sure that your house stands out from the rest that are on the market right now and to do that when when people are looking at a house and it hasn't been fixed up or it hasn't had that fresh coat of paint or it hasn't had the the cleanup done they're going to look at it and say, wow, we have a lot of work to do here. And that's going to be reflected in the price that they offer you. So you want to make it as turnkey as possible, meaning you want to make it move in ready for them. And they're for sure, they'll want to personalize it. They'll do their own renovations. But if you can make it appear that they can just move in for now and worry about all of the renovations later, that's going to get you the best bang for your buck. Do you often have difficulty convincing a seller to make those investments and make those changes to their home? You know, it's such a personal thing and and moving is an emotional investment in that whole process. And it's, uh, it is difficult for people to do away with things that they've been used to or things that they use every day and and they can't imagine life without those things but it's temporary it's only until the house sells and then you can bring everything back and if you need them uh, if not then you're gonna have to get everything packed up anyway so it's uh, it's an emotional process and for that reason yeah it is difficult to talk people into it 
but there is a lot of value in it. Yeah, because we all think we can decorate and we have great taste, right? Exactly. And what you want to do is, you know, you're not the buyer for that house. So you want to make sure that you're setting your house up for the mainstream buyer. And it, uh, it could be, you know, depending on the demographics that are in that neighborhood, it could be very different than what you're used to. Next question. Amanda from Vaughan wants to invest in real estate. How does she begin to prepare and learn about the risks and rewards? Asif. Well, I do a, a seminar for a couple of the banks, and it's exactly on, uh, you know, first-time investing, uh, taking the fear out of that whole process. And I like to make it as simple as possible by saying, you know, have you played Monopoly? Well, investing in real life is very similar to playing the game Monopoly, except it's easier because the bank will lend you money. In Monopoly, you have to have your own money. So it starts with a plan. We need to find out where you want to be, why you're investing, what the goal is, and then we put a plan together and then get started. And there is fear, reluctance, anxiety associated with this because it's often the biggest purchase you're going to make in your life. We've all heard that. It really is. And then when you're investing, you're also renting it out to other people, to strangers that are going to be in your home. And that's quite an exhaustive process as well because you have to find the right people. There's a lot of professional tenants out there. So some people think that they can purchase an investment property, put it up on Kijiji or Facebook and and find a renter. But that's where the problems start. So you should enlist a professional, either a leasing agent or a real estate agent, that's going to be able to find the right person for that home and do their due diligence to make sure that they're good people. You use the term professional tenant. What is that? A professional tenant uh, is known as someone that knows what they can get away with and they basically take landlords for a ride. There's a lot of stories of people taking landlords for hundreds of thousands of dollars because they know exactly what they can do and what they can get away with, and they know how the system works. So that's what we uh, call a professional tenant. Asif, if our listeners want to contact you directly or learn more about your seminars, how can they do that? They can call me at 416-985-5426. And as a reminder, if you have questions for On The Market, hit send anytime to info at 1059theregion.com. If you missed any part of our show, go to 1059theregion.com or wherever you get your favorite podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and Audible. I'm Tina Cortez for Asif Khan. Thank you for listening. Need to connect with Asif Khan from REMAX Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca.